Hello, and welcome to the Muses Lab, your destination for all things pleasure as it relates to our human experience, relationships, spirituality, and sexuality. I invite you to join me on this adventure of discovery and hope what you receive inspires you to become the muse of your life's journey. So without further ado, let's explore. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Mises Lab podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan L. And thank you for tapping in. Um, <laughs> there are a lot of things circling my mind currently, but one of the things that I'm going to kind of like sift through and pause, particularly because it's something that I'm experiencing right now, is about following instructions. Following instructions is very hard to do. And when, I, when I'm speaking about following instructions, I'm specifically talking about following instructions from the divine. And the divine could be spirit. It could be God. It could be your ancestors. It could be whatever deities that you um, are connected to. Following instructions is hard. And I'll tell you why it's hard. Because following instructions requires you to do things that you do not want to do. <laughs> You don't want to do them and you don't want to do them because either there is a financial component to it that you can't see forward on how to make that happen. It requires you to step out of your comfort zone. It requires you to interact with people that you don't want to interact with or whom you may have some sort of discord with. Or requires you to be consistent in a way that is outside of your normal way of operating. And now you have to create new routines, particularly if you are a newer spicy person. You have to create new routines that require you to adapt to a new landscape. And adapting to a new landscape in particular is challenging because when you're used to doing something on a consistent basis and it becomes habit, it becomes your lifestyle, the newness means how do I navigate this? And often when you are given instructions, you have to navigate something with, with little to no research and background. <laughs> Following instructions requires you to trust it requires you to flow and it requires you to surrender. Those are the three attributes in the human experience that we are often in resistance with. Trusting, flowing, and surrendering. Because the way society has shaped those words in addition to how those words are indicative to your upbringing, trust, flow, and surrender are often trigger or words of activation for a lot of people and instructions require you to interact with words and language and lexicon that is often triggering or activating for you because there are a series of events and occurrences around these particular words and phrases that have memories attached to them that are traumatic or just really negative and bad experiences and now you are being asked through the instructions to reframe how that looks for you. Following instructions is hard. It's not easy. And then when you think you got what the instructions are down packed, 
you realize you were still wrong. (laughs) And even though wrong is relative, if we're talking in binaries here, you realize that that's still not correct. It's not quite what you were being asked to do. And if you are a no spicy person, you know, particularly with the with the breadth and the spectrum of who we are, easy things are often difficult. I don't understand where the contradiction is with that or like the, the juxtaposition with that is. I, I don't understand why it's like that, but easy things are often difficult. So when you are being asked to follow instructions specifically from the divine, because that's what we're talking about. I ain't talking about human beings. I'm talking about from the divine. When you are specifically asked from the divine to follow instructions, they often feel cryptic because your brain has been wired a certain way or your perspective and your lens is a specific way. And the answer could be right in front of your face, but because it's so easy, it's still hard. Because it is so easy, it is so hard because it can't just be this obvious answer. That's too easy. And what I'm constantly learning is that even though following instructions are hard, it's hard because my mind feels like instructions have to be hard or instructions have to be involved or there has to be some complexity to the instructions when really the instructions be like, go meditate at this time every day. (laughs) very very simple very plain very direct but you know why that shit is hard because sometimes you want to get up at that at that hour because the hour they're asking you to get up is usually right at sunrise (laughs) before you go wash ass (laughs) it's usually during some heavenly hour where the sun has not quite decided to rise yet or it's starting to eck above the clouds and you are being asked every day at that hour for 15 to 20 minutes to do meditation, right? Or it just be it just might be meditation in itself. Meditation may not resonate with you, but because no one taught you that meditation isn't just sitting on the floor with your legs in lotus pose and you know, having your middle, your middle and thumb finger, I forgot what mudra that is, but that it's in a form of a mudra. So your fingers in a mudra and your eyes closed and your inhale, exhale, breathing, humming with sound bowls in the back, because no one has taught you that meditation is, is just, it's not resigned to that. There is a breadth of ways that you can do meditation you find resistance in that because you don't want to sit in lotus pose with your eyes closed, with your hands in a mudra, listening to sound bowls, humming and inhaling and exhaling, right? So you're in resistance to that, so you don't meditate. Simple instructions, but because there is an activated resistance with how meditation from new age spiritualists have been shown to us, we don't want to do it because it doesn't resonate with you. So simply because... The act of meditation doesn't resonate you because the aesthetic of meditation doesn't make sense. You don't meditate. But really meditation is just quieting your mind. So even if you got up in the morning and you went for a walk at that hour, that's meditation. If you got up in the morning and you started exercising and you put on some binary beats or some type of uh, low, high frequency, low impact type of music, 
that's meditation. If you got up and you started making your breakfast in the morning and you're listening to uh, your a spiritual podcast or some type of word that's uplifting, that's meditation. But it's just you quieting your mind and allowing yourself to receive. That's meditation. But if nobody tells you that, you will not follow the instructions and you will find the instructions are hard. The instructions always require us to reframe how we view specific acts. It requires us and it challenges us to widen our perspective. It requires us and it challenges us to shift our lens and our view of our human experience as well as our view of the world. The instructions are hard to follow, but they're always simple. Instructions could be take a spiritual bath, take a nine-day bath. For the next nine days, use these ingredients, take this bath at this time, either in the morning or at night. White sheets on the bed, white clothes during the day. If you're doing your spiritual bath during the day, white clothes at night. If you're doing your spiritual bath at night, nine days, nine-day bath, pour it over your head instructions you know why you don't want to do it because you just got your hair done (laughs) you just got the hair done you're not finna pour no water over your head and you just got your head done so you're not gonna do the nine-day bath but those are the instructions but little trick that i tend to do is i pour the bath right at the nape of my back or the nape of my neck I pour it right down the nape of my neck and make sure it envelops me. And I take a little drop and pour it over my head. Just a little drop. That's the trick I use. I'm not saying it's the exact instructions, but if you need a hack, (laughs) if you need a hack so you can do this nine-day bath, that might be it. Or maybe you don't do the nine-day bath because you don't want to get up at that hour. You're in the midst of REM sleep, and that's going to break your sleep pattern, so you don't do it. Or you don't do it at night because you just don't have the energy to do it at night. Oh, I got to make a bath every day. No, you don't. What you need to do is get a large mason jar. Prepare the bath the day before you need to start. Sit it in the fridge. Let it sit out an hour before you have to take your bath, pour it in a bowl, take your shower because you need to wash your ass before you take a spiritual bath. Take your shower and then do your bath and put the mixture back in the refrigerator so you can preserve its ingredients. But if nobody tells you the different ways, the different tips and the different hacks that you can use so you can better prepare yourself so that you can follow the instructions, you'll opt out before you even opt in. The instructions are often hard to follow, but they're simple. Very simple. Journal in the morning. Instructions. You don't have to meditate. You don't have to take a spiritual bath. Get up in the morning and journal. And it's usually at the crack as of dawn, when it's quiet, when spirit is most prevalent, when 
sky angels, if you want to call them that, are preparing to bring forth the sun to awaken the side of the earth that you're on. It's the most peaceful right at dawn. There's a quietness, there's a softness that's in the air at that hour. So we're often asked to do spiritual things during that spiritual hour because it is the most resonant with our spirit. It's the most resonant with our soul. It's the most amplified time of the day. The energy is amplified. We can think clearer. So your instructions are to journal. At at dawn, right at dawn, right before the sun rises, 10 minutes, morning pages, journal. You don't do it because you don't want to get up. <laughs> you want to get up. Or you start and then life happens and then you stop. And you think, oh, hell, well, I guess I can't do it now. Yes, you can. You got to start over. But yes, you can. And you just keep starting over until you get it. Because those are the instructions. It's a challenge. I get it. It's a challenge because there's so many life things happening. And we feel like the instructions are hard. Because how do I operate in alignment or in flow with these instructions when it requires me to reconfigure my life? The instructions require me to reconfigure my life. And I don't quite know how to approach that. So I just don't do it. But then I miss out on the things that I'm I'm asking for and I'm requesting and the help that I am requesting because the instructions are requiring me to do certain things that will allow frequency of the resources that I'm trying to magnetize to come to me. But because I can't follow the instructions, because I'm having challenges reconfiguring the instructions to my life, I'm missing out on things. And you start to beat yourself up. That's the other reason why instructions are hard. Because if you feel like you can't meet the needs of the instructions, you then begin to beat yourself up about it. And then you start to like hate being spiritual because spiritual is trash. Because I got to do all these things. I have to reconfigure my life and they don't understand that my life is X, Y, and Z and blah, 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 blah. And then you just hate spiritualism (laughs) as a whole because we've overcomplicated the instructions. And or, or just and, both and, we don't have the right people in our corner to guide us and to help us come out of the overthought. So when we are asking for things, it is imperative that we ask for us to be connected to people who are elders or experienced in this or to magnetize community that can assist us because we know we operate in a space of overthought and we tend to overcomplicate things. And you don't want to overcomplicate the instructions even though they feel way too simple. But you don't want to overcomplicate the instructions. So as you are asking for things, as you are asking for resources, the resources that you should be asking for is for a community that has the same experiences as you that are walking similar paths as you who can be of help and assistance and guidance 
those things are important because when you are navigating your spiritual walk by yourself, when you are navigating your spiritual walk by yourself and you don't have people to make plain the things that are occurring, you will be so far deep in your head. And I'm speaking for from experience. You will be so far deep in your head. You will just opt out of things. And it'll feel like walking this path is so hard. And it's not. It does require things. It does require things. It's not hard. It does require things. But it requires you to be in community. There are instances where the instructions require you to isolate yourself a bit. Because you need to be able to distinguish your voice and your inner knowing from the outside world. And once you become an expert in what that is for yourself, you then have to re-invite in community. And a lot of us will isolate ourselves and then we forget that spiritualism operates better in community and we'll forget to re-invite people back into our space. Because now everybody is questionable. (laughs) And you have questions about instructions that you have, but because you've isolated yourself so much, you don't know how to go to community and ask for help. So you'll Google stuff and everything you'll Google, no shade, will be created by people who don't look like you. (laughs) No shade, but it is what it is because there's not a lot of us who are people of color who are putting our instructions and traditions on the open web. It's mainly happening in closed groups because specifically ATR, African traditional religions are closed groups. So everything that you find or everything that you're asking for and the the information that you're looking for is in a closed group, which is why it's important to connect to community so that you can be brought in to these closed groups so that you can get the answers to the questions that you need. When I finally allowed myself to... uh, be in community. The first community I joined was the Witch's Brew. Probably saying that wrong. Because there's two. There's the Witch's Brew and then there's another one. The second one that I'm talking about was created by Sister Daisy October Latifah. Nganga. Sister Nganga Daisy October Latifah. And... That group saved me. <laughs> that Facebook group saved me. The One of the first posts that's in that group is start here. And the most commonly asked questions are on that post with links to the post where you can read the answers and all the comments. And sometimes on those posts, there's like a hundred comments with varying different answers. Some people from the different variations of the Ifa tradition, of hoodoo, hoodoo tradition, of voodoo traditions, candelomble, like there's so many different, the Akan, there's so many different spiritual lineages that reside in that group. And there's so many different answers and perspectives that you can get. That group saved me. And if not for being in that group, I don't know if I would have been able to evolve spiritually. 
So while the instructions are hard, being in community with people who walk a similar path as you makes the instructions less difficult. And they provide you with resources on how to reconfigure your life so that you can properly follow the instructions, so that you can reach the goals that you are trying to achieve, so that you can create the desired reality that you are working to create. But you have to be willing to allow people in. I know how hard it is to follow instructions. I'm, I've been given instructions that I have to follow now. My gosh. <laughs> My instructions are surrender. And surrendering is hard because we are taught that surrendering means to give up something. And I'm learning to reframe that as simply letting go. Allowing the burden to be lifted from myself. Surrendering means it can mean giving up, but it's giving up the things that I don't need to carry. The weight that I don't need to shoulder. Surrendering means letting go of whatever I think the outcome is and allowing it to manifest itself. That's hard, particularly if you're someone like me who likes to be in control. <laughs> And I'm constantly coaching myself with the fact that there are just certain things that are out of my control. And the only thing that I can actually control is me, my thoughts, my actions, my intentions, my body. That is the only thing that I can control. I cannot control anything outside of myself. I can't control how people think. I can't control how people move. I can't control people's intentions. I can't really manipulate situations. I can do some conjure things to have things work in my favor, but still in all, I can do all that. And there still may be something that's out of my control that can just shift things because my magic only goes so far. And there are just certain things that you just can't manipulate and you just have to let be. That's the slippery slope of earth. The slippery slope of earth is just sometimes you just have to let things be. And that's really hard to come by when you just have to let things be because it is our nature to try to orchestrate as much as we can to work in our favor. But I am learning that favor is just, favor is. I don't have to orchestrate things to work in my favor because if I have favor, it will always work in my favor. So if the instructions are for me to surrender, I am already supposed to know, touch, and agree with the fact that I have favor. And by through surrendering, by following the instructions of surrender, it activates my favor. I can't activate the favor that I have if I'm constantly trying to orchestrate because now I'm operating in resistance with the favor that's already there. Because the favor that already may already be attached to me as my birthright, that may be different from what my vision is and what I'm trying to orchestrate. Because while I think I know what I want, my divine squad, my spirit squad sees ahead and they know I want this particular thing, 
but what I'm going for is not what I think it is. And they're trying to guide me to what I, I genuinely desire, but it's not even in my purview. And because it's not in my purview, I can't see it. So that means I have to surrender and allow them to guide me to that, which they know is what I genuinely want, which is part of my favor. Sit with that for a second. Your favor is your birthright. Christians tell you everybody don't have favor. There may be some truth to that. But we all have a birthright to things like pleasure, to things like opulence and ease. It's all there. It's whether we decide to go after it and whether we decide to put forth the effort to obtain it. I think that makes the difference, right? So when you have favor as your birthright, if you don't recognize that favor is your birthright, that because you are a divine being living in in a human experience and you have a connection with your spirituality, however that looks like for you, if you don't recognize that through this, you have favor as your birthright and you try to orchestrate things to work in your favor, operative word here, two operative words, orchestrate and work. When you try to orchestrate things to work in your favor, You operate in resistance to the already activated favor that you have just because you you are navigating life in your divinity. Because when you operate and navigate life in your divineness, in your divinity, there's not much you actually have to do because the path has already been laid out for you. But if you haven't connected those dots yet, which I can't admit, I'm still connecting. If you haven't connected those dots yet, You will continue to try to actively orchestrate things and then wonder why things are not working in your favor because you already have it. And what you're trying to do is in direct resistance to what you already have and you have yet yet (laughs) connected the dots. You don't realize that you're operating in resistance. And one of the things that is the cornerstone of my life at this time from now till beyond, is to not operate in resistance. I know what it feels like to operate in resistance. It's hell. And a lot of that is because I didn't follow instructions. (laughs) Because I overcomplicated the instructions. It was hard for me because I, I couldn't accept the fact that the instructions were really that simple. And it just required momentum and consistency. It just required me to be consistent And that consistent was developing a frequency that was, that was to magnetize the things that I wanted, but because I couldn't grasp the simplicity of the instructions and I overcomplicated things, I pivoted myself in a direction that just made the journey longer than what it needed to be. Because what's for you is for you. You know that, right? So what's for you is for you. Sometimes how you get there is just a simple, simple straight path. But when we operate in resistance, we prolong the inevitable. The inevitable is what is for you, right? You're, you're, the things that have been promised to you here on this earth are for you. We can take the straight path forward by following the instructions, or we can try to orchestrate things to work in our favor and take the, the scenic route, 
And 90% of us are going to take the senior crowd. <laughs> and I'm part of that 90%. And now that I'm I'm recognizing that I have been taking the scenic route, I'm I'm taking a step back. I'm not going backwards, but I'm taking a step back. I'm pausing, really. I'm pausing to recall my notes, the things that I've been taught, the things that have been said to me, the things, the downloads that I have received. I'm recalling my notes and I'm doing my best to be intentional about how I step forward by following the instructions and connecting myself in community with persons who've walked a similar path. So if I have questions or if I feel like I'm over overcomplicating things, I get another another uh, perspective, another mind's eye. Because 99% of the time, I'm probably overcomplicating what it is that I need to do. And because I'm more attuned to the frequency that I need to be in, my ability to process things is a lot quicker. It takes a long time to get here. It's not easy. Being able to process what the divine is trying to tell you is a muscle that you have to build. And that requires trust. Trusting that the divine, your inner compass, your inner knowing God are not going to steer you down a path that one is not yours, two, you cannot handle, and three is going to break you. The instructions are often hard to follow. And it's because our human brains overcomplicate everything. <laughs> I'm pretty sure what you have been asked to do is quite simple. But the attachment to why you can't, why you shouldn't, or whatever inabilities that you have are a lot stronger than the simple instructions that you've been given. So it is your duty to get to the root of why you keep telling yourself the instructions are hard so that you can reconcile that and then go do what you're supposed to do so you can get to where you need to be. Because your attachments to the why you can't or the inabilities surrounded by why you can't is delaying your movement. And that's why the instructions feel hard because there's delays and there are delays because there are attachments as to why you can't or haven't moved. And maybe that's not for you to solve by yourself. Maybe you need a trusted friend to help you parse through what it is and get to the root. Thought partnership is so important because we can't see everything. It doesn't matter how great of a medium you are, how clairvoyant you are. We can't see everything, <laughs> especially when it comes to ourselves. We cannot see everything. If we could see everything as mediums and clairvoyants, all of us would win the lottery. <laughs> you, can't, you can't see everything and everything that you see is not even meant for you. <laughs> it doesn't have it doesn't even apply to you. It's just for your, F, it's an FYI. Like 90% of the shit that we see is an FYI or things to remember. Half of it doesn't even require your action to take place onto it. Bookmark that. So 
If you have been having challenges with following instructions, I hope this episode brings some things into perspective. I hope it helps you on your journey. And I hope it serves as a prompt for you to get to the root of things so that you can just go do that which you are here to do. And minimize the delay. Yeah, that feels good. That feels good. That feels good. I want to thank you for tapping into today's episode and tapping into the Muses Lab podcast. Until next time. Thank you for tapping into the Muses Lab. I hope you enjoyed this week's adventure. Be sure to like this episode, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, and share the wealth with others. Dive deeper into the lab by joining the Pleasure Frequency List at www.themuseslab.com. Receive weekly musings, early access, and exclusive drops, as well as discounts on products and services. Thank you once again for tapping in. Until next time. Thank you.